Hello and welcome to the crazy world of Absolute Bedlam podcast. My name is Ben and I interview people from all around the world, from all walks of life, about interesting topics such as being an actor, musician, personal trainer, video game developer, you name it, I've probably had a chat with them. So my main background is music but I'm looking to get basically anyone from YouTube, Twitch, you name it, put them in touch with me and I'll have a chat, like I say. Um, Recently done a flurry of veteran episodes, so if you want to check that out, that's a slightly different thing called Tales from the Trenches with my friend and editor, John Belfield. But enough of that, I'm here to just introduce the episodes and just say, if anyone wants to help me out by donating to Kofi, which is a donation service which is available at www.kofi, which is ko-fi.com forward slash Absolute Bedlam Podcast. If you go to that website, you'll be able to donate a minimum of £3 to me. You can donate what you want and you can also set recurring payments, but I don't, you know, if you want to, then that's fair enough. But, you know, just do what you can, if you can, that sort of thing. Um, donations really, really help me out because this takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of energy, especially when I'm sorting out US people to podcast with and interview, etc. So every little helps really, really genuinely. It means I can really put some time into this and really like make it as good as I can possibly get. Um, I'm currently on the lookout for a webcam, as I've mentioned several times now, um, and that's a £70 product. So all of the donations that come from this Ko-Fi, Ko-Fi, will go towards that £70 webcam. Um, I don't like asking people for money, but if you're enjoying the episodes, say you've listened to more than two or three episodes the whole way through and you're enjoying it and you like what you hear, then a donation would massively be appreciated. Um, right, I'm going to stop waffling and I'm going to let you enjoy the episode. But yeah, cheers guys, keep it bedlam, and I'll speak to you all soon. Take care, bye. Haircuts, we all need them. Sometimes they can be a bit of a chore. Sometimes it feels like you're on a bit of a conveyor belt, and the person at the end of the haircut puts that mirror up, and you kind of look at them like, oh God. But we go along with it because we're British, right? We all know what that's like. So, Dom. At Babylon Barbers, you'll feel right at home with a relaxed vibe and a professional experience all round. With both veteran and SENS discount, Dom has time for absolutely everyone, as everyone deserves that fresh haircut feeling. Supporting the local community is a huge part of the job, so go see Dom and get more than just a haircut. I use Dom myself, I couldn't be happy with the results, he'll trim your beard, he'll trim your eyebrows, all that stuff. Right, back to the show. Good evening and welcome to Absolute Better Than Podcast. I know I've said this a couple of times in a row now, but I fancy something a bit different this evening. And um, we've got a fellow podcaster on just to chat, really. No set script. I've got two notes written on my phone. Usually it's a whole script. Um, you'll never quite take me out of the full <laughs> script but uh <laughs> thought we'd go for it so tonight on the show i've got derek prince cox who is a host of a podcast called the walk show 
and I think I found you out through the drummer of Cancer Bats. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of your episodes uh, on the sly today. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And um, I went for a little walk around my office and I had my headphones in and I was listening to one of your first episodes. Um, I think you got a karate person on. Who was your yeah. So, But yeah, welcome to the show. And how are you doing? You all right? Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm doing great. It's a, it's a holiday here in Canada. So it's been kind of a, a lazy day with the wife. Nice, nice. Um, without jumping straight into it, do you have children? I do not. Okay. So you find this as a bit of a release and do you find the availability to do this quite flexible or is it quite, I record on Wednesday evenings sort of thing? No, it's pretty flexible. It's kind of when I can get the guest, you know, and um, yeah. well, pre pandemic, I never would have done, you know, something over the phone or over the computer because mm. I just always wanted it to be in person. But um, I mean, it's been a great technology to have at your fingertips, uh, especially throughout the pandemic. So now it's kind of half and half. Like if somebody's well, logistically available to come to the studio, uh, they, they're more than welcome to. Um, and if they want to, they're more than welcome to. If they don't or they can't, uh, I can do it like this. And it's yeah, it's just as good, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, it's there, there are pros and cons. Yeah, there's a lot more moving parts, I think, when you're doing it remotely. Um, yeah. Doing it face-to-face, -face, you can see people's kind of social cues and their facial expressions can sometimes come off as a bit more, you know, apparent face-to-face. Zoom has definitely taken over the world, especially since COVID hit. I, I didn't really know what Zoom was before COVID, and now it's just like you look at its stocks and shares. It's just gone absolutely mad. But yeah. Yeah. Well, weren't they one of the first companies to step forward and offer free video chats? I mean, yeah. I guess Facebook would have had Messenger, and that's how I usually do mine. But um, mm. I got to say, so far, this sounds a hell of a lot better, at least on my end. Yeah. I do use Google Meet occasionally because um, trying to like that's another thing with remote. You've got to try and talk the user through how to join the meeting room. And some people I've had on aren't the youngest of people. Let's put it that way. And, you know, it's like trying to explain to your grandma that she's now got access to the Internet you know, when she's just <laughs> yeah. got the new phone and stuff like that. But we'll get there in the end. But, yeah, face to face, it just takes out all of that. I imagine I, I want to go physical at some point but i live in quite a not a remote area but quite like if you look at the uk if you just keep going down all the way down that's where we live and like this tiny little seaside town so a lot of podcasters to become really successful in the uk they have to move to london because that's just where everything is you know people come in and out and they've got books to promote they've got films coming out stuff like that whereas for someone to come from london to weymouth to record in a studio with me would probably be a big ask for them because that's like an eight hour round trip so, wow yeah man okay do yeah. you get a lot of artists like coming through to play shows in your town oh yeah like that so i've got a history of event management um putting gigs on at local pubs and pavilion and quite medium-sized music venues um being an artist myself as a bass guitar over there I won't grab it um but yeah it's it's always been really important for me to especially when I couldn't drive 
to try and look after my own hometown um, of Weymouth. And um, I've put on, I'd say probably 200 to 300 gigs at Finn's, which is like a local pub. And um, we had some crazy bands playing there. We had bands that kind of used that as a download warm-up show. Um, and I thought it was really important to sort of represent Weymouth for a bit, um, even when I wasn't in the bands. Because if you put a gig on, I, I don't know if you can relate to this, but when I put a gig on, I'd sometimes slip my own band in as the opening act. <laughs> yeah, guilty, guilty <laughs> as well, man, yeah. Self-promo, that's what it's all about. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes bands can be quite unreliable locally because I've always found like we'll get into music because obviously I know that you've got a pretty extensive background in music, but I've found in Weymouth especially there's kind of like 30 musicians and they kind of cross pollinate. So he'll be the singer of a band and he'll also be the drummer of another band. And you don't really want to play both shows in one night because you'll come off the stage completely drenched in sweat so you had to be quite sort of good at timing the bands that played at certain times and you also don't want to play the same venue every single week so you've got to try yeah. and keep the people wanting more you know but yeah um when did you start playing music oh man um <laughs> so i would have been 14 15 years old and i'll be 40 in july so yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, do the math. It's not my strong suit, but a long time, a long time. Although I know you just said, uh, I just listened to your Billy Sheehan episode. Yeah, man. That guy has been gaming for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, that was a, an incredible episode, by the way. Yeah. I was really happy to have him on. I can't believe that shooting him a message on Facebook messenger got me to that stage. Um, it's amazing. Like we'll probably get onto that as well. Um, it's amazing how sometimes when you just shoot your shot, they reply. And sometimes I I think, right, I've sent that now. I'll, I'll let the universe decide if that's going to be a thing. But it seems to be the really big, successful people that get back to you. Whereas if it's just a band from the UK that are about to release a second album, they'll completely ignore your message. Whereas when it's, you know, Brendan from Wheatus, MC Lars, uh, Ashens on YouTube, who's nearly gone 2 million subscribers, he got back to me pretty quickly. So, yeah, it's not all about music, but it's, it's crazy how quickly these things can happen if people have the availability. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if they represent themselves, too. Sometimes yeah. um, stuff gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Uh, Absolutely. You know, nor would I, you know, yeah. regardless. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes an agent or, you know, mm. a publicist or something can uh, you yeah. know, get their hands in that cookie jar and, and kind of spoil the batch, you know? Yeah, they'll make another hoop for you to jump through sort of thing. Yeah. I've, I've just had two weeks off, essentially, in and out of um, my job. And I've looked at my phone a couple of times and my emails have just been doo -doo 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 -doo. and that's just work-related stuff so I can't imagine if you are actually like a successful signed artist I can't imagine what your email inbox would look like in the morning I, I get quite yeah. overwhelmed so you are gonna there is going to be a bit of slippage now and then I suppose 
Yeah, man. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I don't even mean just with podcasting, nor am I trying to throw shade, mm. but I just mean sometimes when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, things get a little more complex than they need to be. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Self-management seems to be the way forward. Um, what instrument did you start playing? What was your first foray into music? It was a uh, guitar and specifically acoustic guitar. Uh, my yeah. dad didn't want me to have a, an electric until he felt I could play a few chords around an acoustic. Yeah. So I just did that, took lessons, and I don't know. I found it boring as hell, to be mm. to be honest. I mean, because I wanted to rock, right? Mm. Um, but then I got into electric guitar. I wanted to play drums. My parents did not want a drum kit in the house uh, until my drummer just happened to leave one there for the weekend. And uh, yeah, I just, I fell in love with it. So then I switched over to, uh, to drums primarily. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, what about I've you, man? Been playing guitar since I was 16. Realized that everyone basically in my area also played guitar. So there wasn't much wiggle room really. So I then jumped to bass a couple of years in. Um, and people need reliable bassists. They need reliable drummers and they need reliable bassists. Guitarists can come and go and sometimes singers can come and go. Obviously, certain singers match certain bands. You know, you wouldn't see Axl Rose performing in a band, in my opinion, other than Guns N' Roses. Um, but yeah, you've always needed that solid foundation. And one of my biggest strong suits, which even translates into this world of podcasting, is I am very very reliable if i say i'm going to do something i will be there five minutes early um so yeah i kind of got into bass through that and i was running a lot of the bands that i was in um so sometimes i didn't really have time to practice bass because <laughs> i was too busy trying to sort out all the logistics of you know what cars are we going to take up to what gigs and you know does this make sense to to put this gig on are we going to be wasting fuel because you know money when you're in a band that's trying is very very scarce isn't it yep. so yeah sorting out all of the operations and the logistics as well as occasionally picking up the bass and learning a cover or trying to come up with my own stuff you know i'm quite good at coming up with two or three riffs but if i haven't got people to bounce those riffs off then i'm dead at sea <laughs> yeah. not the most creative individual but yeah well, do you have a, well, I assume you have a home, home recording unit, um, just doing a podcast. Do you ever plug in your bass and, and riff around or program drums to go along with it? Anything like that? Not really. I did at one point when I was living with my parents, because um, I had a bit more disposable income. But I've always been quite scrappy. I've always just used stuff that works. I'm quite resourceful. Um, I do want to get a mic, like your your fancy mic there. But um unless people want to donate. <laughs> I don't really have the, the money to do it. Well, um, somebody from Shure has to be listening, right? So Yeah, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Bezos hit me up. <laughs> there you go. You've got to reply to my messages, Jeff. It's unbelievable. But yeah, music's always been a massive part of Weymouth and it's always been a part of my life. And um, that's kind of the reason I started ABP, really, was I already know all of these musicians and I've always got, I've already got access to all of them so i just wanted to push it and get crazy people like billy sheehan and brendan and i've got some stuff lined up this year which i think people will go what um recently kevin hart shared shared 
my Instagram page on his Instagram page and that just completely blew me away because he's like 150 million followers in um I think yeah, it was, that's crazy I think it was because I said that I enjoyed his podcast I don't think he was actually giving me a shout out out of the goodness of his heart <laughs> sort of thing but he kind of just like retweeted my Instagram story he just put it on his story but just that 10 second snippet gave me so many followers and so many messages it was pretty crazy i can't imagine doing that every day it would be quite exhausting oh I yeah bet. anyway it's not about me um how did the walk show come about because you've been doing it since 2017 yeah yeah december of 2017 so it's like well, it was a number of things man i mean i'm definitely kind of a <laughs> past my prime uh metal musician i guess uh in the local scene i play other styles as well but i just uh, i guess point being my touring days are behind me so it was a way for yeah. me to kind of still contribute to the music scene uh as well as just have conversations because i don't know about you but mm. the older i get the fewer conversations you have around the kitchen table usually it would be you know on the weekends uh, around way too many beers mm. and and conversation but the older you get people just tend to kind of go their own way so it scratched that itch as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, just a way for me to contribute, a way for me to continue having conversations. And much like you, I knew a lot of musicians, uh, yeah. you know, specifically locally, but, yeah. you know, far reaching as well. So just a way to, uh, to do all of those things. Absolutely. This is a really good format to just have a catch up with someone. Um, a lot of the people that I've been having on lately, like yourself, I've only met remotely and i've never met you pre-recording which kind of throws me for a bit of a loop sometimes because yeah <laughs> uh, i'm aware that i only kind of in a way i only get one shot at this so it makes me kind of work overtime like i got home today from work and i was like i've got to do the washing up i've got to take the bins out i've got to find my laptop <laughs> got to find my headset which i'm now wearing um and my brain just goes into like overdrive and I'm like right I've got one hour to eat <laughs> so <laughs> everything else can wait until I finish recording and um but yeah it's a ritual now it's stuck which is cool because like I said earlier if you want staying power sometimes podcasting doesn't quite give you the positive affirmation that you think you'll get like I've had episodes yeah. that have done really, really badly, and I don't think they've been bad episodes. But you know, numbers aren't going to make you happy. So, what's your well, exactly, man? Yeah, no, I hear you loud and clear. And I find I like to be busy right up to the episode because I find if I get everything I need to do done, and I still have like forty-five minutes to an hour between, you know, now and roll time. Yeah. I get just crazy anxiety. I'm just, yeah, all right, yeah, let's yeah. do this. Da, 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 let's go, right? So yeah, for me, I'd almost rather just be totally slammed right up to recording time mm. and then just kind of kind of slide into it. I, I don't know. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm sure you do too. But yeah. between doing my own and listening to so many others, uh, you find like sometimes it takes 10, 15 minutes for a conversation to really settle into its natural pocket. Definitely. Um, and maybe that has something to do with it. That's sort of like, go, 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 and hit record, yeah. you know? I think it's a musician thing, because sometimes you go to gigs and you're promised a sound check by the promoter a week before, but you actually get a line check. And then as soon as that line check ends, there's a pretty high chance you're going to actually be playing your set. 
um, and people might not even be in the venue. So it's all sort of flying by the seat of your pants, sort of killing on adrenaline, sort of, I've just got, a, I'm ready, you know, let's just go sort of thing. Let's not wait around because I found in my time of like touring and recording and being in a band, you are waiting around quite a lot, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Hurry up and wait. Yeah, you need something to do. Absolutely. I think now that's gotten a lot easier with everyone having crazy phones and laptops and stuff. But, you know, imagine seeing the Who smash up a hotel room. <laughs> Just because <laughs> Man, be they awesome. could. Yeah, that would be... It's kind of gone now, isn't it? All that sort of stuff. If they just had Snapchat, you know, they, yeah. they might know. They might have saved a lot of innocent yeah. hotel rooms. That's it, yeah. Thoughts and prayers for the hotel room. <laughs> so <laughs> I mentioned earlier, I don't know if I got it on recording, but I was listening to one of your first episodes um, with the, what was his name? Is a karate instructor. Steve Ferrero. And a musician. Steve Ferrero, that's it. He runs a karate gym. Is yep. that right? A dojo. Nice. How did oh, you I've him? known him since high school, except uh, he went to high school here in, in my home, well, in my town, of my current town of Guelph, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in a very small town about a half hour away from there called Erin. Um, but Guelph is where we came to to basically, you know, get up to no good and, and play shows and stuff like that. So uh, that's where I met Steve is just coming to Guelph to, you know, to the vast metropolis of Guelph, Ontario, Canada to yeah. uh, to play some shows. Nice. And it's funny you bring him up because he actually just turned 40 last week. So okay, so he's happy birthday, Steve. Okay. <laughs> Did you say you're approaching 40 now or are you already there? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be 40 in July. 40 in July, okay. Fair enough. Got anything planned for it? Actually, I was just talking about that with my wife. Um, we might go to Montreal. Um, so there's a comedy uh, festival there called Just for Laughs. All right. Yeah. We might go check out and... Um, with some friends who I think have rented a cottage up there, which is also pet friendly. So we can bring the dog and it seems to all be kind of fitting into place. So yeah, yeah, um, that sounds yeah good. that would be fun though. I, I haven't been out there in a long time. I haven't really been outside of my province in mm. forever, man. Really long yeah, time. Yeah. Fun fact. I've watched probably 5,000 bands, I reckon. And I've never, ever seen a comedian in my entire life. I don't really? know why. I don't know why I just haven't it's not that I don't want to um I just haven't had that moment and I, I want to have it I'm probably going to try and do it at the end of the year um there was a gig kind of live podcast thing in August um which is a podcast that I absolutely love I've been listening to for ages called Cheap Show and they basically go to UK charity shops and buy a load of rubbish and review it and it sounds really boring and really mundane, but it's actually really funny. Like the co-hosts, like they pretend to hate each other in the episodes, like they're a married couple sort of thing. Um, and I really, really wanted to go see that, but it's in London. And like, I've asked so many of my friends if they're up for going and all of them are busy. All of them have prior engagements on that exact weekend. And it's kind of just like the universe saying, book next year, Ben. Because <laughs> I don't really like driving for three hours by myself um I, I think I'd be all right getting there but then you're waiting around and then there'll be this chaos of like they're playing they're performing and then afterwards I'd want to meet them all and then I'd have to drive home so I'd be looking yeah. to get home at about three in the morning Yeesh. and yeah I don't know sometimes when there's no cars on the road I feel quite drowsy because I haven't yep. really got anything to stay up for you know yeah, yeah I'm not great at nighttime driving I mean yeah. I, I do it but 
like yeah. back in my touring days, I, uh, oh man, I, I definitely almost took a rig off the road. So uh, I wasn't allowed to do nighttime driving after that, which was fine by me. Mm. Um, you know, I, I would get up at like 4.35 in the morning and take over, no problem. But for yeah. whatever reason, yeah, that nighttime drive, just uh, I, I was no good at it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I will see a comedian at some point. But um, yeah, Just for Laughs sounds like a good one. Have you been to that before? No, no. And I don't even know who's playing, but I almost don't care. Like just to get out um, and be able to, to bring the dog so you don't have to worry about him, you know? Yeah. Um, it's super cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Fantastic. So the most recent episode I listened to of your show was Dustin Cowan. I have listened to the episode with the drummer of Brian, is it Brian Welch head from Corn? Yeah. His side project. I listened yeah. to that last night. But the most recent episode I've listened to was the one before that, which was Dustin Cowan. And he said, Yeah, me Dustin on a is a good a, man. He sent me on a bit of a mental spiral because he was talking about the, it was kind of like the manifestation sort of mindset where if you're constantly surrounding yourself in chaos, then you will end up chaotic. Whereas if you surround yourself by sort of minimalists and Zen Om sort of hippie types, then you'll learn that the stuff that you have been worrying about in the past isn't really that important. And um, before we go to a quick break, I just wanted to ask you, because they brought this up quite well, they're a lot better at talking than me. They have a lot more of an economy of words, <laughs> um, which is should, in your opinion, Derek, should we be exposed to everything all of the time in terms of constant news updates like having your phone available to you all the time i mean it's such a tough question because i mean theoretically no Mm. but i would hate and not to get socio-political but i would hate i would also hate it if there was sort of a a stranglehold on on information that people could have you know i i think it should be sort of um hmm, man yeah this this is a big question (laughs) (laughs) i think it should be um on a moral level where we decide to kind of filter yeah. um, what yeah. we see and, you know, maybe what our children see, but maybe, maybe not so much on a legal level. Mm. Yeah. And that's just my opinion, you know, send your hate mail to the walk yeah, show yeah. at gmail.com. But, nice. Uh, but that's nice. It. Yeah. And I think it's about self-control just because we have access to a car. It doesn't mean we should constantly drive it all the time. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, and I guess all I'm saying is like with that. Also, I don't think the government should come in and say you can only drive a car between this time yeah. and that time. Freedom of activity, yeah. Because um, I sent a recommendation into you recently, which was Bo Burnham, and he's done a song called "Welcome to the Internet," which is specifically about that question. Um, and you also mentioned that you really like Russian circles, so that's always good. What's your uh, what's your favorite album of theirs? Like the latest one, the one Kerpaloo produced. I'm horrible with names, but uh, man, uh, it came out like what a couple of years ago, anyway. Bloodshare. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like it doesn't sound a hell of a lot different than Russian Circles in terms of like artistic direction, but because Mm. Kerpaloo produced it, it just sounds so good, right? Yeah, yeah. The only criticism I had on that album is it was quite short, and it kind of just ended. Um, and there's obviously so much you can do as a free piece instrumental band. Um, and you can tell, you know, fundamentally that it is Russian circles. There's no doubt about it. Um, but sometimes 
I think the way they compose their songs to bleed into each other, that's kind of their best trick, in my opinion, because a lot of people now listen to things on shuffle or they listen to playlists, whereas you're meant to listen to an album, first track to 11th track. And I think right. Russian Circles kind of brought me back on track with that. So, um, yeah, my favourite album of theirs is probably Campaign or, oh man, what's it called? Guidance. But yeah, they're all fantastic. I can't pick yeah. a single song because there's quite a lot of variety in their music. But yeah, man. Well, that's the beauty too of the of the album, right? Is that you, I yeah. almost think you're maybe not supposed to pick a song. Like you're supposed to just put it on more like listening to an LP, like on the turntable Yeah, where you're putting it on uh, from beginning to end and you're just consuming it the way that, you know, I, I think the way that the band meant for you to consume it, right. Yeah. As opposed to a single or a shuffle or a playlist. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The way it's recorded is the way it should be played back. But yeah. Awesome. Right. Well, we're going to go to a quick break. Uh, I've got one more note on my phone and then, the floor is yours. We can go into all sorts of crazy tangents. <laughs> so I'll, I'll send <laughs> you, you asked for it. That's it. I'll send you another email in a sec and we'll get started on part two. Awesome. Cheers. Archie Soul Male Grooming. My main sponsor for Absolute Bedlam Podcast. I have been with Archie Soul since I think April last year and it's been such a good experience for me to go a bit back and forth with Mark, um, give him some ideas, he gives me some ideas for the podcast in return and it's a really nice relationship that I have with him. I'm very very grateful to um, get loads and loads of free samples from him and help grow his uh, company at the same time so it's a nice little natural thing that we're doing got some notes here two seconds so Archie Soul Men was created to bring some of the finest men's grooming products from around the world to the men of the UK not male models not Instagram filters just the everyday bloke we do not sell ordinary we sell outstanding products made by craftsmen who care and these products really do work products that will make you feel great at work and at play clean and fresh with every use so archiesoul.com is their website free shipping orders over 25 pounds get free shipping no quibble 30 days return guaranteed all dispatch from the uk and an array of excellent five-star customer reviews on their website for you to have a look at if you want US based products, Archie Soul does the rest right here from the UK, let them do the heavy lifting for you. Code Bedlam2022 will get you 20% off your total order, except for leather bags and razors. Some of the products include Duke Cannon, Anthony, Walton Wood Farm, Ace High, Darwin's Grooming. Just absolutely incredible products, incredible companies. Just check them out. They're incredible. Like I say, <laughs> I've said it three times. Beard oil, shower gel, deodorant, wallets, beard combs, notepads, leather bags, anything you want for all the males out there to feel a little bit more special. 
No plastic, no problem, just a cardboard box for the goodies and environmentally friendly packaging for all of the safe transit. The shipping, like I've mentioned before, is incredible. I order stuff on Tuesday and I get it on Thursday. You can't ask for more than that, really. Uh, their website is on Shopify, so it's got all the latest payment options available. So yeah, look good, feel great. Archie Soul, male grooming. Right, enjoy the episode and see you later. And we're back. So before we get started again, Optimus U fitness and sportswear clothing have leggings and crop top sets for those females out there that want to look good whilst they're at the gym and whilst they're out jogging and all that sort of stuff. And my affiliate code is Bedlam10, which is B-E-D-L-A-M, number 10. Um, looks like we're going down more of an ambassador route. So there will be quite a lot of things on their Instagram page very soon. So pick your favorite ambassador. This could get quite political. Um, and use their code. And we will fight tooth and nail to get as many sales as possible. And I'm sure we'll probably have a falling out because that's how that usually works. <laughs> so yeah it's all good right so how are we doing Derek for time we are good yeah again I, I have the day free on a beautiful Canadian holiday love it oh yeah I remember you saying that now yeah nice so do you have any current musical projects on the go I do yeah um I have a solo project called Reciprolog um which is a weird word that well, maybe because <laughs> I made it up, but it's uh, basically, I don't know. It's an extension of, of a band that I used to play in called Wakeless, which was kind of uh, doomy and gloomy, lots of delay, um, you know, really influenced by a band called Failure, if you've ever heard of them. No, I'll check them out. Let's have a look. Um, yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I mean, I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beyond that, uh, I play in a band called Five Years. Uh, we just uh, opened for Cancer Bats and the Anti-Queens mm. in Guelph here, uh, as well as um, our buddies in a band called Wavers. Shout out to Wavers. Um, yep. What else? I, a couple of cover bands. Like, I basically have a ton of projects, but nothing I would call a band. Mm. Fair enough. So, Failure, am I right in thinking their most recent album was 2015? uh they just put one out okay although uh, the one i think the one you're thinking of is the heart called is a monster. the heart is a monster yeah okay i've got the right band that's always a good start isn't it and that's a great album to start with too okay i'll check that out i recently uh flexed my financial muscles because me and my girlfriend were driving to and from the airport and i just got spotify premium and i've had spotify premium in the past and i had to go to peasant mode which is the free version and you just get absolutely annihilated with adverts. Um, so I'm yeah. pleased to report for at least three months, I've got premium again. And that means when I get bands on, I can actually do some proper research rather than, I think your new album's quite good, but I've only listened to two <laughs> tracks and I've been told to get Spotify premium by Spotify 72 times. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, if anybody actually does get around to listening to Reciprolog, uh, it's on Bandcamp. I don't have anything okay. on Spotify except for the, except for the walk show. Yeah. Um, but you know, they might listen to it and think this doesn't sound anything like failure. And and that's true. 
Um, but I'm not trying to directly rip them off. I'm just saying that I'm heavily influenced by them. So yeah, no, fair enough. Just wanted to get that in there in case yeah, somebody yeah, nice. listened to it and thought, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they've got 200,000 listeners, so they're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably a bit of a, it will either fly or it won't question, but have you ever heard of an artist called Cloud Kicker? Yes, I have. So I'm in talks with him about getting him on next month. Really? Um, yeah. A lot of the music that you describe has that sort of ambient sort of um, bleed into the other sort of song, like I mentioned earlier, with Russian Circles. Um, is your solo project, is it instrumental or has it got a bit of vocals in? No, there are some vocals in there. Um, I only have one single out so far, so I'm working on some other stuff. The one that I have out is pretty screamy. Um, it's not all going to be that way, though. Is it all recorded in your studio that we can see before us? No. So I did the single that's out uh, with Alex Snape of Nomadic Arts, and his studio is actually where I rehearse. Oh, okay. So that worked out pretty well. Um, I'm slowly working on my second single with, uh, with Sam Pattison, who plays in a band um, pretty popular here in Canada called Mandroid Echo Star. Okay. Um, so we're, yeah, slowly, slowly working on the second single, but Sam has a one-year-old, so he's quite busy dadding. Um, so I'm not sure when that's going to see the light of day yet. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um... Is your rehearsal spot the one that you mentioned on your podcast? Yep. Yep. So it's at Jam Spots. I said I wasn't going to mention sponsors. That's fine. No, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I've been there since like 2001, pretty much. I took a bit of a break for a year or so, but um, it was the worst thing I ever did. So I got back in there as soon as I could. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I think from a sponsor perspective, I lead by example. And I don't sponsor anything that I don't use myself. Um, so when I go out jogging, I use Optimus U. When I'm going to the beach, which is 10 minutes down the road, I use Set Surf. And when I want some soap or some shower gel or some beard oil, I use Archie Soul. So yeah, you've absolutely got to reap what you sow and rep it yourself. Because if someone saw me with a Gymshark shirt on, and I'm doing a promotional video for Optimus U, I wouldn't be surprised if the CEO of Optimus U dropped me a message on Instagram and said, what the fuck are you playing at? (laughs) So yeah, it's good that you've managed to get a studio to sponsor you though. That's that's really cool. I never even thought of doing that. It's it's been great. And I mean, um, the guy that owns it, uh, you know, he's a friend of mine, uh, killer drummer in the Guelph music scene. Yeah. Um, shout out to Robert Leader. He plays in a band called the Cramdens that are just legendary around here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that worked out well. I totally agree with you, though, in, in terms of backing a company. The only company that I think I would back that I wouldn't necessarily use is um, like I was working with Collective Arts, which is a beer company for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. They do gin as well. I ha- I quit drinking in January. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I believe in their product. I think for what it is, it's very good. So I would, you know, I would back something like that, even though I don't drink. Yeah. No, well done on that, by the way. We won't get into that too much because I imagine <laughs> that you. you've um, been talking about it a little bit on your episodes now and then, mainly because people ask you not because you're being self-righteous 
Yeah, well, I worry about that because sometimes I think, man, maybe I am being self-righteous. But it's just such a, a large lifestyle change that it's kind of hard to avoid yeah, sometimes. But I agree with you. Yeah, I don't really want to go deep into that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, I think when you have life-changing moments and you have a vehicle like a podcast, then it's almost a wasted opportunity to not talk about them. Um, I don't yeah. like doing solo podcasts, but I have done them in the past where a guest has fallen through at the very last second and I've just felt need to put something out there. Um, but yeah, absolutely, man. If if you've just like done a music video for one of your projects, then absolutely promote it on your own platform. Like, I don't see a negative to that at all. But yeah, talking about personal stuff, obviously, is a bit of a different game isn't it because it's out there for everyone yeah to they might not even really know who you are yeah well that's just it right you, you never really know because i feel like people have their sort of online persona and maybe mm. their you know face-to-face -face persona now i try not to have any differences between the yeah. two for me but i mean you know sometimes that means you know talking about stuff that people might not care about you know just just for the sake of transparency and, and honesty yeah. But then, yeah, you are walking that fine line because you don't want to be that pretentious person or, you know, try to point people in a direction that you, you're not meaning to point them in. You're just trying to share what's going yeah. on in your day, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, I'll only mention COVID once in this because time. Um, but in the UK, there was a lot of people that were like members of parliament that were saying like, I've had the jab and you should have the jab. There's no excuse and I then learned that that was something called virtue signaling, which is basically someone with enormous power preaching to us and telling us what we should and shouldn't do. Um, has there been any of that in the USA that you've noticed or in Canada? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> God, yes. Yeah. And I mean, for the record, like I know people who are have been vaccinated, uh, people who are unvaccinated. I personally have all three vaccinations, but it's not. You know, I wasn't like first in line with my pom poms on. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. And and I got I got love and respect for everybody. Um, but yes, there there have been definitely some people uh, waving the the virtue signal flag. Insofar as they just they really want you to know that they're yeah that they have the right frame of mind through this whole thing. Mm. And yeah. I don't I, whether I agree or don't agree. I mean, obviously I'm vaccinated, so I think you probably know where I stand, but just that whole mentality is just so gross yeah um, completely agree i get yeah maybe maybe i'll stop there i'll pump no, the that's fair. i don't yeah, want yeah. picketers on the front lawn but uh, <laughs> i just think there's yeah, a right yeah. way to go about things um mm. and and maybe people aren't really doing that yeah i think i've always lived the life of not rebelliousness but if someone preaches to me that i should absolutely do something there's a high chance that i won't because yeah I'm spiting them Whereas if you're constantly, and I think, I think that's a reasonable thing to do in some yeah. cases. If you if you you know look down your nose at somebody and you know na 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 boo boo them, um, yeah, you know there's a chance they might just wave their middle finger at you and and do the opposite just because, yeah. right? So if you want people to go in a certain direction, probably uh, you know being a sanctimonious a hole isn't the mm. way to get them to do that. Yeah. From a technological perspective, I've worked in IT for nearly 13 years now. I like data. I make a lot of my decisions based on data. Um, 
I do like a bit of gut feeling now and then, but I make a lot of my long-term visions based on numbers and percentages and stuff like that. The logical part of me kicks in. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen a lot of data that's been useful in the UK. Um, but I've seen a lot of people walk around supermarkets without face masks on. And I've kind of felt, what the fuck? Like, this guy's not wearing, this guy's not complying. And I've then gone, well, I'm not complying then. If if he's getting away with it and no one's telling him to leave the supermarket. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, anyway, we won't, won't get into that because we'll be here all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the only thing I would say is I just, uh, at the beginning, like I lived in those N95 masks. Because that's what the data suggested, you know, worked better than, you know, a bandana or some, you know, junk like that. And about like a year, maybe even a year and a half in, I, I just, I noticed like I'm the only one wearing this N95. And my buddy gave me this super cool uh, cloth mask that didn't feel like I was wearing a beak all the time. And I caved. I was like, you know what? Like if nobody else cares, then yeah, I'm just going to wear the cloth one. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I just no, don't know why right. I had to get that in there, but I felt that's like fine. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next sponsor, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. N95s on the walk show. Subconscious promotion, I love it. Are you a fan of video games? Uh, not really. I mean, I like them, but I'm not very good at them. I'm, I'm like, I'm a Nintendo SNES guy. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You'll have to promise me, and this isn't a podcast promise, because I've noticed recently that a lot of people say on podcasts, oh, yeah, man, I'll definitely meet up for a beer with you. And then you see them in the street a couple of months after and you go, did you actually meet that person for a beer? And they're like, nah, no, nah, I just said it for the recording. <laughs> but um, you'll have to check out a game. It's kind of based on what we were talking about earlier with like having access to everything and knowing potentially too much information. Um, I'm obsessed with a game at the moment called The Stanley Parable. And the I Stanley haven't, Parable. I haven't actually played it myself, but a lot of YouTubers play it because it's a very watchable game. And essentially, you're a worker. You sit in a cubicle all day and you respond to tasks that come through a computer. So the computer will give you like signals of hold the F key down for eight seconds. And then when you do that, it will say, hold the K key down for 0.4 seconds. And it's based, the entire game is based on a guy called Stanley. And he is really, really happy because in his mind, that's all he needs to do all day, every day. And he's really happy and content with doing that. And the game is about potentially controlling him and making sure that he doesn't do what he thinks he should do. And it creates this massive branch of all of these crazy endings of the game. And it, it's definitely worth a watch. I won't go into it too much, but it kind of breaks that sort of fourth wall. And there's a narrator in the game. And um, there's a bit where you go into a utility cupboard. And the, the narrator says, Stanley went into a utility cupboard for no reason. And you think to yourself, why did the narrator say that? and then you end up staying in the utility cupboard for like 40 minutes and the narrator just keeps adding dialogue like get out of the room get out of the room and you think that there's something happening but it's actually just a broom closet and it ah. gives you all of these crazy sort of decisions to make so yeah definitely check that out 
Okay, is this yeah. now? Is this like online, or is this on a gaming system, or it's on Steam? It's a very PC orientated game. Okay, I think they've just released a new sort of deluxe version, like an anniversary edition, maybe a ten year thing. But yeah, okay. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, if you can send me a link or point me yeah, in the yeah. direction somehow for somebody that's not uh, yeah. technically gifted, <laughs> technologically gifted, I should say. Yeah, no worries. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot for sure. Absolutely. Is there anything coming up in the video game world that you're interested in, or do you watch anyone on Twitch or YouTube no, channels? No, anything like that? I'm not that much fun. I uh, the last thing I got really excited about was. Um, they re-released Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 mm. and 2. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I only have a PS3. And the only reason I even have that is because I borrowed it from my dad, who's better at video games than I am. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> That's about that. I've still got a PS4. I haven't got a PS5 yet. It's about eight years in now, and it's starting to sound like an airport when it turns on. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, you know, I, uh, I got... In, I, I ended up borrowing the PS3 off my dad because I was like, okay, well, and again, not to get too much into the sobriety thing, but I was like, okay, well, I need to do something if, if you know, and it's probably not just going to be one thing. It's going to be several things. So like, yeah, you know, I got a, a, a V drum, rolling V drum kit. Uh, I got in some video games, you know, a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. But the video games just didn't stick. You know, I, I'm just, mm. I don't know. It's just not for me, I guess. I find the time to play a video game quite scarce at the moment because I've got my kid at weekends and I work till sort of 5.30 p.m. And I get home and I just, like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go jogging. Mondays, I do this. Wednesdays, me and my girlfriend go for a walk. And that's like holy ground now. Like that's the only time that we really get together. (laughs) um yeah yeah my life doesn't really stop so i don't really have time to sort of add in a video game um i did get ghost of Tsushima for christmas and i've actually played two percent of that game now i just but I that's can't... probably like 800 hours though right no it's not it's literally <laughs> okay. like you've walked out of the the um what was it i can't remember like a hut and you've picked up your weapons you're not even out of the village. <laughs> you're okay. That's under attack. So yeah, I've basically climbed a ladder in the game, and I've had to turn it off. <laughs> but yeah, I do want to get back to that. But like I say, my PS4 sounds like it's about to explode when I play games. So uh, I, I mainly use it as a Netflix player or YouTube player. But that's even becoming okay. less now because I've got my phone. So um, when I'm washing up and stuff, I put my phone up on the windowsill whilst I'm washing up. I'll put like a 45 minute video on and that would be my washing up accompaniment. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do the same thing with podcasts. So I have the like, I don't watch any podcasts mm. either. I realize there is a video component to this. Mm. There is, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I got a face for radio and yeah. um, that's OK. That's OK. Um <laughs> but uh i listen to everything on basically a portable speaker that i bring around with me yeah uh, throughout the house so even when i'm in the shower i'll just crank it and uh you know yeah maybe uh lis- listen to your podcast or li- yeah, yeah. listen to always listening to podcasts but yeah um yeah yeah i've got too many to listen to now it's a bit crazy but yeah um how did you get in touch with the drummer of cancer bats 
Uh, it was actually through a guy named Nick Weaver, who heads up Gain Media, which is a promotion company here in Guelph. Mm. Um, but I had played with them several times mm. over the years. We actually had them um, back in my old touring band, our first EP. We had them come play with us. Uh, and I think it was their first time in Guelph. Like we used to play with the guitar player, Scott used to play in a band called At the Mercy of Inspiration. We used to play with them too. So we've just kind of been around the scene together. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we get, we did get linked up through Nick. And I would say just having, you know, played together in the past kind of solidified mm. uh, the podcast. Yeah, it's always nice to meet people face to face first and develop a bit of a rapport give them a business card and all that sort of stuff and get your network hat on and uh, actually introduce yeah. yourself. Yeah. I just have like two points of contact at least, mm. you know, it's like, okay, so I, I know you through this guy, but actually also we shared the stage, you know, this time and that time and that time. Yeah. Yeah. I sent Scott a DM about eight months ago and I sent it just before I went to get my hair cut and I put my phone on the table and I could see it light up whilst I was getting my hair cut. And there was something in my head that just knew that that was Scott replying to me. And like from the outside in, Scott or the Cancer Bats have just felt like this sort of not like epic, like godly, unobtainable band, but a band that's just constantly doing stuff all the time. Like they, like on the episode that you did, the drummer was saying that he sold his house or he stopped renting his apartment or something like that and he was living on ten dollars a day and they just hit the road for like three years so for them to do a podcast you know would be quite a nightmare <laughs> unless they come to your studio or something like that you know yeah yeah exactly i mean i have had bands that will book you know across canada tour and then they'll play guelph so they'll come in to do a podcast that day um, yeah. And that's always fun. Yeah, man. Then you go to the show afterwards, especially if you meet them for the first time. It's like you know, you know, you talked earlier about like uh, people saying they'd go for a beer with you, like on the podcast, and then they don't. Like, yeah. One of the things I love about podcasting is you kind of you do feel like you make new friends, you know. Yeah. Um, and that that's not something I take for granted, man. Mm. So when a band comes through, or even this conversation here, like, mm. I think of course there's a there's a bonding experience. That's uh. That's one of the beauties of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there hasn't been a bad guest, in my opinion. There's been a couple of times where I've asked people to retweet stuff after the fact, and they haven't done it, which, you know, sometimes I'm at the mercy of their audience. Like, I, I need them to push the episode as much as I push it because I'm only 18 months in. Um, yeah. And there's only so much attention that I can gather. Um, and I know that if, like, the Cancer Bats, for example if they put like something out on Facebook saying I've just recorded an episode with Ben from absolute bedlam, then people would flock to my Spotify or my YouTube channel. Whereas when I yeah. self self upload, I'm kind of going check out this episode, please. <laughs> Whereas they're going <laughs> megaphone, you know, they, they've got much more of a amplified audience than a guy sat in a bedroom. But yeah, man. Well, yeah, I'm, I just I'm of the accord that like, you know, high tide raises all ships and, yeah. and we all should be helping each other. Yeah. You know, because it, it helps us as well. You know, like even on a if you look at it completely selfishly, which I don't. Mm. But I still think like, 
you know, if, if, you know, actually I was going to ask if I could take a screenshot posted on my socials, but if Absolutely. I do that, like, you know, okay, sure. I'm helping you and I'm helping myself. Right. So it's yeah, really yeah. a win-win yeah, for yeah. everybody. Absolutely. I yeah. feel like that's, this is coming out kind of selfish sounding. It's not meant to, I'm just trying no, to say fine. that it's win-win for everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone raises each other up. <clears throat> it exactly. takes like what? 30 seconds to retweet something. Like yeah. we've all, we've all got 30 seconds for Christ's sake. You know, I get that people are busy. I consider myself to be quite busy, but if I say to someone, you know, I'm going to try and help you get a sponsor or I'm going to allow some time to have a pre zoom meeting that we're not recording and we want to go through what we're going to talk about, then I'll make time. Um, sometimes that can be quite tricky because like I've just mentioned, I've got a pretty crazy week, <laughs> but I'll make time. You know, I've had my sponsors trying to stock local barbers lately in Weymouth. And I've That's made awesome. time to make sure that that connection flows nicely. Um, and I've always been very confident and able with that. And um, I've said at the start, you know, sometimes you've got to be the technical support person to make sure that, you know, Jim can connect on his phone to Zoom because he might not yep. have a laptop. So, yeah, I'm there to bridge the gap and I'm, I think I'm doing an OK job. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's a really important characteristic yeah. of anybody that's going to do a podcast like ours. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to you have to want to help, right? That's sort of what, you know, that's sort of the point, isn't it? Like, yeah. I know for me, like, I'm I'm trying to have on like musicians, artists, and entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, you know, obviously it it helps my brand again, going to that business oriented uh, mindset. But but it also the point is to help them, right? Like it's. And so when you have that mindset of like, this is what instinctively I want to do, you know, and you were a promoter. So, I mean, you've been doing yeah. that in more ways than one. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's really, it. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important. I think, um, you know, a show like absolute bedlam is, uh, providing a service to the yeah. community at large. Yeah. And it's becoming more, what's the word? It's more understood now. Like I think a couple of years ago, everyone was like, what's YouTube? And now there's like <laughs> full on adverts on YouTube. And, you know, I've done like paid promotion for stuff on my YouTube channel. And it almost hits more ears than terrestrial TV in the UK now because people don't want to pay their TV license, which is a massive thing over in the UK that they have to pay. I think it's a hundred pounds a year just to have the BBC programs because the BBC don't have adverts. So it's just a continuous show after show after show, much like right. Netflix, which we pay seven pounds a month for. Um, so yeah, it gets eyes and ears on it and it's online. So you're already on your phone watching the YouTube video. So there's a pretty high percentage chance that you will actually go onto that website and you will use that person's discount code. So it's, yeah. quite, it's quite natural, you know? Oh, exactly. Like, yeah, I've definitely bought things because of, uh, yeah. you know, promo codes on podcasts. It, it yeah, definitely yeah. works. The future is here. So what podcast do you listen to? Uh, well, we are in baseball season, so I listen to a couple of uh, fantasy baseball and just MLB podcasts. Um, God, what else in my life? I listen to a ton of stuff. Uh, CBC, it's like our BBC uh okay. there's a show called power on politics that i listen to 
Um, oh, what else? It's always sunny in Philadelphia has a podcast. I've been listening to that. Mm. Um, oh man. Like if I go onto iTunes, there's a, a list. I basically have more than I could possibly listen to. Yeah, it's yeah. just because like, if, you know, if one doesn't really, uh, strike me then you know i don't have to keep up on every episode of every show i listen to yeah uh, but it's nice to have that variety yeah man do yeah. you by chance watch netflix much i do uh yeah do you watch ozark no my wife just finished it but i, yeah. I haven't even started it yet you need to watch ozark man it's <laughs> it's fucking crazy but the reason I mentioned that specifically isn't about Ozark. It's about the main guy, Jason Bateman. So he has a podcast with a couple of people. I can't remember their names. One of them was Jack and Will and Grace. Um, and they get the craziest guests you'll ever see in your entire life on. Like when I first subscribed to them, they put up Will Ferrell. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't even, I can't even imagine like Will Ferrell sitting down and having like an hour to talk because he's quite hyper active um, yeah. and some of the notifications i see like i think they've had like jennifer aniston on and um gwyneth paltrow but because they're all in that entertainment sphere i imagine it's quite similar you know to what you were saying about playing gigs with bands it's very natural isn't it yeah like they know them anyway so it's yeah that's it that's cool smartless go check that one out but yeah I, I listen to all sorts just constantly listening to stuff all the time what have i got on at the moment i've got jack mate's happy hour which i love uh diary of a ceo stephen bartlett he's just done an episode with simon cynic who's a motivational speaker i'd love to get him on that would be crazy but yeah man podcasting is a huge part of my life now if i'm not recording yeah. then i'm listening well it's yeah. funny i feel like about podcasts kind of the way i feel about smartphones where it's like i mean i'm into i'll be on year five well i am on year five i suppose um and it's kind of like obviously i can remember life before podcasting and listening to podcasts but it's kind of hard to you know yeah um for something that consumes so much of my uh my life between recording and listening to them yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's funny to think there was a time where I was like, what the hell is a podcast? Yeah. There's a few people still like that, but there's not many left now. Yeah. They've all, they've all got on the train now. Right. So well, one more question for you, and then we're gonna wrap up if that's okay. Sure. Um, who would you like to get on your podcast, living or dead? Anyone, any sort of level. Hmm. Well, you know, I, my favorite band is Ween, so I'd probably have to say, like, if I could get Gene and Dean Ween on, that would be amazing. I feel like eh, it would break my heart because I feel like Dean Ween is uh, maybe not the nicest guy in the world, but uh, <laughs> I think I would have to take my chances. I would have to. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, what are your goals with the Walk Show? What would you consider to be your right, I can rest now <laughs> moment? Dude, you know, I don't think I'll ever have that moment, yeah. um, you know, because I, I, I feel like the, the ceiling is always raising. But I, I think for the walk show specifically, it's not uh, I'm not out there to be Walter Cronkite or, you know, get the biggest guest in the world. Like I, I'm out there to 
um, I don't know, to provide a service to, to my, yeah. you know, A, local music yeah. community, um, but B, you know, community at large, sure, the global community, if, if people are into it, you know, across the pond, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, that's my goal. Um, as opposed to trying to get the biggest guest in the world. Obviously, yeah. I would love for that to happen, but uh, yeah, I, I think I'm living the goal, buddy. What about you? Okay. I think what you're saying is quite similar to me, that you want to pay it forward. And if you have a platform, then let people join you on the platform rather than stowing it away and keeping it for yourself. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Who would I like? I, this changes so much now. I get this so much. Um, I'd really like to have some comedians on that are like notable comedians. I've had a couple of local ones on. I've recently had Papa Glitch, who's a Twitch streamer. He's one of my favorite Twitch streamers. Uh, he's got a little sock puppet. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It changes a lot. I'd love to have Russian Circles on. I think they'd have a lot to say. I've always loved Alkaline Trio. They're one of my favorite bands. So any of them, I'd happily i think i could probably get one of them if i really pushed but what you were saying earlier about the management and the label and the pr companies and stuff like that it can get a bit like a spider web rather than a direct line um love a band called in me they're from essex in the uk i think i could probably get the singer on because i've got his mobile number um because i've just followed them around for ages uh kevin hart based on recent events. I think that could maybe happen in a couple of years, maybe. Um, but that would be one of those episodes that I'd probably have to throw my phone into the ocean because I would be checking the views on it constantly <laughs> and it would drive me fucking mad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wanted to start, I started doing this because I wanted to get like people from like TED Talks on to like, together we'll get through this pandemic, guys. Sort of, I wanted to kind of, like, boost people's serotonin levels but um i'm pretty happy with the way it's going at the moment um billy sheehan says he was going to try and set me up with a couple of people so we'll see what happens there but, um stew ham if you know him the bassist yeah i got my eye on you stew <laughs> <laughs> uh cloud kicker that might happen in a couple of months and i got awesome. ryan van putin on next month who's the drummer of devon townsend project so yeah, man, I don't wait around. <laughs> if I say yeah, that I want someone on, I'll find out their email address. I'm very proficient. I'm like a private investigator. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it sounds man. like you got your ducks in a row, man. And I, yeah, I'm Try looking forward to uh, to checking those out. Try my best. But yeah, any parting words? We've got about four minutes left. Hmm. Uh. I mean, other than the shameless self-promotion, not really. I mean, thank you so much for, for having me. Um, no it's always so cool to be on the other side of the podcasting table. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's been really cool to have like a just a heart-to-heart -heart chat, you know, as opposed yeah, yeah. to a rapid-fire Q&A. I really appreciate it, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm not afraid to shoot people a message if I think they're doing a good job. I think that's how I met you. Um, I just shot you a DM on Instagram and said, I really like that episode that you did with... Um, What's his name from Cancer Bats? I've not even... Oh, Mike Peters. That's it. I keep saying the drummer, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, drummers have names, guys. Learn their names, all right? Um, and yeah, tip them now and then if you fancy it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, been really fun. And um, 
I don't even know I've got on next week. <laughs> I think I've got a band called Regional One who wrote a song called Bedlam. So I shot them a message and said, right, <laughs> if you've got an album coming out, because this is perfect, we'll have absolute Bedlam talking about Bedlam. So yeah, man, life is perfect. good. Just got to keep going and consistency is key. So uh, I'm watching your podcasting career with enthusiasm. And um, yeah, I'll send you some links in a bit. And uh, we'll keep in touch, actually keep in touch, not podcast, keep in touch. <laughs> and um, we'll try and get you on at some point in the year, in in the next sort of six months, um, free in the new year as well, if you want me to come on yours or anything like that. Oh, 100%, man. I would love cool, to man. have you on. And uh, podcast me and, and me on the street are, are pretty much the yeah, same yeah. person, dude. So uh, yeah, as Absolutely. far as I'm concerned, uh, we're, we're buds now. Fantastic. Awesome. Right. Thank you very much for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. Keep it Bedlam and keep it walk. And I'll uh, speak to you all very soon, all right? Perfect. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers. Hello, hope you enjoyed that episode. Just got an ad read from a new sponsor called Set Surf. So, Set Surf is a small British company passionate about mineral sunscreen and natural skin protection. Our range of sunscreens and creams are designed to protect your skin naturally without harsh chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life. So, if anyone knows me in real life, they'll know that I'm from a seaside town and one of the most important things when you go to the beach and probably anywhere in the world, really, to be fair, is sun cream. And we all know how much of an absolute disaster it can be when you go to the beach without sun cream. So I want to make sure that people are using the right sun cream and not the rubbish, cheap alternatives from many, many supermarkets. <laughs> I won't call any out. Um... But yeah, this is how Set Surf is different from all that cheap, nasty stuff that will just about get the job done. So it's 100% mineral. We don't use any harsh or weird chemicals to reach SPF 50. They just use zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, which makes them perfect for sensitive skin and all of your kids. It's reef safe because we use no chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life at all. Our sunscreens are genuinely reef safe. They're also non-nano. We use non-nano sized particles which don't sink into the deeper layers of your skin like you get with some chemical sunscreens. It rubs in virtually clear, so set sunscreen rubs in very well without leaving any chalky marks or residue on your skin and they are also very, very water resistant. Lastly, they are packed with good stuff. They contain Kalahari melon oil, argan oil and aloe vera to nourish and moisturise your skin. If you shop the range at www.setsurf.com, use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off any of the products on their website. So that's www.setsurf.com and use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off of anything on their website. Right, another ad read coming right up. See you later. Hello guys, got a new ad read for you from a company called Optimus U. Um, so they are a fitness and sportswear company. 
Um, they are an excellent example of how fitness and sportswear should be achieved. They are going towards the fully sustainable route, which I am well behind planting a tree and all that sort of stuff for every purchase. So I've got this to read out. I've got Optimus U. We are much more than just a sportswear brand. We are a community full of fighters for 100% of the people, absolutely zero discrimination, and only using the very, very best quality in organic, sustainable materials made ethically here in Europe. Whether you're taking your dog for a walk or hitting that new personal best in the gym, let us help you along your journey and letting you become the most optimus version of yourself. Recently got these on board because I think that Luke from Optimus U is a fantastic example of a leader and lockdown has helped him create and develop this amazing brand. Um, and they are incredibly involved, they're incredibly inclusive, like I say, and I cannot recommend them enough. So give them a go at optimusu.co.uk. If you use my code, which is bedlam10, bedlam10, you'll get 10% off your order. And I, I just, I think they're fantastic. Um, they haven't put a foot wrong. Truly, absolutely awesome company um i've recently been given a shirt and hoodie from them and i will be ordering some more stuff from them very very soon so shout out to optimus U. uh right back to the episode cheers guys bye